I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, episode, what is it, 68 today? That's right, 68. And I'm again broadcasting from my guest bedroom. For the time being, in an effort to do my part to contribute to this social distancing, to do my part to combat this coronavirus. Uh, the fine folks at uh, KSL, the ones that uh, run the show, they said, hey, Lee, can we set you up uh, with some equipment? Uh, and if you don't mind, would you uh, head home and for the foreseeable future until we defeat this uh, invader, this virus? Uh, could you could you broadcast from home? So that's what I'm doing. And so I'm very grateful to you for your patience. You know, some of the technical uh, little things uh, still need a little bit of ironing out. And uh, I'm uh, <laughs> doing my best to overcome all that. And I'm very grateful to, uh, to our guests who uh, fill out this program and help us stay informed on all the things going on uh, in this community and beyond. And that conversation continues. In this segment here, as you know, uh, it has been a commitment of mine to keep you uh, close to all the candidates running for a major office here in the state and beyond. Uh, and the governor's race is a big one. It, uh, of course, has been announced by Governor Gary Herbert that he this November will not be seeking reelection. And uh, I think it was about 19 seconds after he made that announcement, we saw some folks step up and say, hey, maybe uh, I'd like to give that a shot. Uh, the list is long. Uh, one of the most uh, recent entrants to this race is Jan Garbett, uh, and she, uh, who has been a guest on this program, of course, uh, made an announcement just yesterday uh, that letting us know that her running mate for the position of lieutenant governor will be Dr. Joseph Jarvis, who joins us on the line now. Doctor, sir, how are you? I'm fine, and I, too, am talking to you from home. Outstanding. Uh, would you do me a favor? Introduce yourself to, to the audience here. Who are you and why are you qualified to be the lieutenant governor of this great state? I trained in medicine and public health here in Utah and have uh, raised a family of five children with my wife, Annette, also mostly here, although in my public health career, I've served as the state health official in Nevada and Colorado, our neighboring states, and also with the federal government in Washington, D.C. My wife, Annette, is a bankruptcy attorney and has a national practice. We have five children and seven grandchildren, um, and we've made Utah our home for 25 years. Outstanding. And what, uh, what makes you uniquely suited to serve as lieutenant governor here in the state? Well, particularly in, in today's era with as you mentioned in the introduction, the um, pandemic related to the virus causing COVID-19, public health issues are uh, on the forefront of society. And one of the opportunities that's allowed in Utah statutes is the governor can appoint the lieutenant governor to be the head of a department in the state. And so she and I have agreed that one of the things that I uniquely bring is the ability to and experience to run a state health department. Uh, so I, in fact, was quite attracted by the idea of serving both over the elections office, which is the standard lieutenant governor's 
uh, position, and I, I have I have some experience in that too because I've run for office twice in Utah. I ran for the state senate and for the state house of representatives. I know something about election procedures from being a candidate, but more importantly, I can help Governor Garbett with public health issues and bring the state to a point where perhaps we won't feel as vulnerable and and at risk in the next 20 years for for public health risks like the one we're experiencing today. Now, you, you brought up your uh, history in running for office here in the state. It's my understanding that in January of this year, uh, you announced the desire to run for, can- for Congress in the 2nd Congressional District, and in that case as a member of the United Utah Party. You are now in another race uh, running under the banner of a different party. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that transition for you, please. Sure. Yes, I did announce uh, a, run, a run at the Congressional District 2, uh, and I, I uh, left. I, I've been a, a Republican my entire life. I was raised in Phoenix, Arizona during the Goldwater era there and always believed that that party represented many mm-hmm. of the ideals of the great American republic, the values of equity and justice and te- integrity. And I, I felt at, in 2016 like the party left me behind. So I uh, was searching for an alternative way of working in the political arena because there are so many important issues that I know personally about, for instance, health policy. Um, and I have thought over many years in Utah, not just as a candidate, but also as the starter of a nonprofit uh, organization, the Utah Health Policy Project, to affect health policy. And I looked for an opportunity this year to contribute, and that I began uh, by running for Congress, but Jan persuaded me that there was an even better opportunity to serve the people of Utah by running with her to try to change a variety of things that to, she and I agree need to be worked on. So that's the change. You mentioned 2016, a year when the Republican Party left you. I, I presume that's reference to the election of Donald Trump to the office of presidency and uh, in turn the de facto leader of the Republican Party. If I could, tell me your uh, your thoughts on, on the president, if you could, in, in as general terms as you're able. Sure. Uh, and yes, you're right. It does have reference to that. Uh, the day that he was officially nominated by the Republican Party at its national convention that year is the day I resigned from the Republican Party. I don't believe he represents the values like integrity and equity and rule of law that have traditionally been Republican values. I still think that that's the case. Other things such as the smaller government, the more fiscally responsible government, those also don't seem to be values or concepts that he follows. We're we're, uh, increasing federal debt today directly to the policies that he's induced Congress to pass. Uh, I, I find his approach to the current epidemic to be lacking both of integrity and of the kind of leadership that we need in a time of crisis like this. So, yeah, I don't find myself aligned with him. I prefer other leadership. I've admired, for instance, Senator Mitt Romney and how he approached uh, his decision-making process uh, in the recent uh, congressional actions related to the president. Uh, that's in, in a nutshell, that's how I feel about it. Understood. Uh, let me ask you one last question. Drawing upon your background as a man of medicine, uh, your 
uh, running mate, uh, Jan Garbett, running for governor. She made it known when she uh, declared her candidacy that she intended to gather signatures as a means for securing a position on the primary ballot. That effort continues uh, despite the, the cessation on the part of some other candidates despite this coronavirus. Uh, is that wise? And if so, how are you doing so safely? We are being very careful to follow the guidance that's been offered by the Centers for Disease Control about contact with the public. Uh, we have, I have personally devised a questionnaire based on the guidelines established by the CDC uh, relating to personal contact in these extraordinary circumstances. We are making sure that every one of the people who are working on signature gathering uh, provides me directly personally with a response to the questionnaire and those who are at some identifiable risk, we are pulling from the field and we are arranging for them to get the care and services that they need. So when people open the door to a canvasser from the Garbage Jarvis campaign, they know that this person has been properly screened for risk, uh, has been informed about good hand hygiene, and will make a very brief visit. Personal contact that matters in terms of transmission of this virus, as defined by the CDC, is within six feet for 30 minutes or more, and we will make sure that those uh, those guidance that guidance is complied with by our field workers. We recognize that this is not an ideal activity to be undertaking now, and we have pleaded with Governor Herbert to use the emergency powers that are available to him in Utah statutes to stop this process and still allow candidates like Jan and myself. Uh, to give Utah voters a, ch a choice in this election. But so far, Governor Herbert has refused to use his emergency power. So we're going to continue and do what we need to do to make sure that Utah voters have a chance to pick the proper person to be the governor and lieutenant governor this year. Dr. Joseph Jarvis, the most recent uh, and newest participant in this race for governor, he, uh, as announced yesterday, will be running alongside Jan Garbett in her quest to assume the position of governor of this great state. Dr. Jarvis, uh, now uh, her running mate, seeking the position of lieutenant governor. Sir, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thank you for calling in. Uh, wish you good luck out there and stay healthy, okay? Thank you very much. You too. All right, very good. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to be speaking to a friend of mine, Mitch Harper. Another break uh, from this coronavirus stuff. I guess, well, we'll talk a little coronavirus. Uh, he, as you know, is a sports reporter uh, for KSL Sports. And my big question is, uh, what the heck are you covering now that every sporting event in the world has been shut down? He'll be our guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.